When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast. A match day special coming up. But before that, it is also another fanzine special. And with me today, joining the early doors at the lovely Caxton Pub, is three of the co-editors of the fanzine that we're talking about today, which is the Dogma fanzine, which has come out in recent months. Um, we have with us Parker, Hello. who is the original founder, I believe, of the, of the, of the fanzine. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. I, yeah, I set it up. Yep. And we also have Rich and um, James with us as well. Yep. Welcome Hello. to the Hello. podcast, boys. Thanks. So, great to have you all join us. Obviously, you're all Albion fans as well, um, and that's probably a good place to start, if we could. Um, so... I don't know, Parker, do you want to go first? Yeah. And tell, tell me your Albion story in, in brief. Uh, well, I, or not in brief, if you like. No, no, I, I, if I, um, I mean, Albion fan, man and boy, I suppose, is the, is the sort of cliche. But um, yeah, my, my, my dad's a big fan. Uh, all my family are big Albion fans. Yeah. There's a block of nine of us, season ticket holders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been going my whole life. You know, whereabouts are you in the Annex? Uh, West Upper. All oh, right, I'll, yep. I'll look out for you I'm up there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. excellent. Good, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and so you go back to what sort of era? What, what was your first game? Do you remember? Um, I well, my my dad, uh, the three Cup final. I didn't go to. Mm. I was too yeah. too young. Um, my dad promised me that if we if if we if we won, he'd take me to the Charity Shield, uh, oh. which which never happened. But I, but I think I went to a couple of games that season. So, yeah. so I think eighty three that relegation season. Then go through the cup games, but that, I think that was my first. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was very small. So um, yeah. I think my dad my dad took me when I was perhaps a bit too small. But that, that was my that was my first <laughs> taste. Excellent. And early memories, early heroes. Any anything particular stood out, or is it just all, it was all a roller coaster of? Uh, no, I suppose not from. Well, that's what. Not, not from not from that era. Um, I guess from later eras, I used to. I mean, I guess I still love a midfield maestro. So, Jeff Minton, I used to, oh, I used to, I used to love Jeff Minton a lot. Yeah. Robert Codner, I had a lot of time for Robert Codner. Yeah. About that Wilkins Codner, uh, uh, no tackling midfield axis was 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 one of my favourite ever. I'll be midfielders, <laughs> midfield setup. So, um, yeah, so lots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, loads, loads of heroes. Yeah, loads Excellent. of heroes. Yeah, brilliant, superb. And what about you guys? I mean, I don't know who wants to go next. Um, I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so yeah, similar story in that. I mean, I was going to it from my dad taking me when I was a kid. 
mean, started going in the 90s, I guess. Um, yeah. Went to the Goldstone. I remember, I remember going to the Fans United game in the Goldstone and 4-1 against, uh, was it Hartlepool? Yeah, um, that's yeah. yeah, I remember going to that and like all the mist and that. That's my main memory of the Goldstone, to be honest. And then I used to go to Gillingham as well occasionally. Yeah. But it started going regularly, like maybe early 2000s, mid 2000s at Whitby, obviously. Yeah. So you know, that's that's sort of my story as well. You end up at um, end up at the Amex uh, yeah. in the West Upper. Are you a West Upper? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're all West Upper, I think. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Good. And yeah. this, by the way, in case you wonder who this is talking, we should say this is yeah, Rich, Rich yeah, yeah, as well, just, yeah. just uh, to <laughs> place everyone. Um, yeah, excellent, sounds good. And then over to you, James. Finally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, family uh, family affair for me as well. My granddad started going in the 60s, and then uncle and uh, dad followed him. And then when I was old enough, I followed them. Uh, my first home ground was the Priestfield, believe it or not. Um, the <laughs> overriding memory is of what me and my granddad referred to as Dog Poo Alley, uh, which was the alleyway between where we used to park in Gillingham and between the uh, glamorous environs of the uh, of the Priestfield. Yeah. So we couldn't get any more glamorous, Gillingham. So yeah, yeah I think I think 140 mile round trip for a home game, Dog Poo Alley, and less than 2,000 fans in the Priestfield. If you can fall in love with it in that environment, <laughs> then you're pretty much yeah. done. You, you were clearly a sucker for punishment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I know I've always said if, if um, Kent is the Garden of England Gillingham's pretty much the outside toilet it? <laughs> exactly. it's not great unfortunately and yeah. um, speaking of um, areas where, whereabouts are you from originally by the way I'm from Brighton originally yeah. um, grew up in Hove and Saltdean and then um, went away for uni and lived abroad and now I'm based in um, South West London but oh, right. most of my f- or half my family is still down here yeah. Um, so yeah I'm down here probably more often than I should be um, for home games <laughs> and family and friends stuff managed to get down okay with the trains just about yeah there. it was actually remarkably painless um, in Fair. the you know, in the end, <laughs> in the end, yeah. we'll get there in the end. Yeah. And um, I'm switching back to you, Rich. Are you Brightonian as well? Uh, actually, Worthing. Originally. Oh, right, yeah. uh, well, and still, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, um, yeah. I consider that Brighton territory very much. I mean, I, 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 to me, that's sort of the second town of, of the Albion. Yeah. Not, not just because I'm from there. Like it's a man, <laughs> it's like a massive Albion sort of fan base there. So yeah, that's where I'm from. Uh, that's where I still am. Never really been anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I mean, not permanently anyway. Not bad. Do you ever get to Worthing as well? I've done a couple of match day specials. I've been to Worthing in the past, but not yeah. lately. They're doing well now. They are so, doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Great, and they get they get good crowds now. So you know, I like to see it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I don't. I've not been there for years actually. And for those that follow that element, a good twist results at the weekend as well. They they won away, and um, nearest rivals Enfield lost at home, and they're still the nearest team. Right. So there, there are two yeah. Worthing teams. Up there. No, there are second. Worthing United. Worthing United. United yeah. 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 As much, um, well, I don't know how. They're worthy. Well, no, this is worthy. They're worthy. Well, the main worthy. Yeah. And there's worthy United who are like a. Um, I mean, I might be offending people by saying this. They're like the second, the smaller team. Right. <laughs> uh, Woodside Road is the big. Woodside Road. That's, that's worthy. That's yeah. The main yeah. Ones, yeah. 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 Well, well, yeah. Pre-season yeah. friendly. We used to play yeah, that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Season, yeah. 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 Grand old team as well, I think, from 1885, I don't know, I think. Yeah, yeah, so older than us, I suppose. Um, as in us, the album, not us individually. Not us individually. They're definitely older than us. <laughs> Maybe collectively. <laughs> yeah, collectively. Yeah. If they get too good, I might start feeling like I'm, I'm a glory hunter for not supporting Worthy. It's like, you know, when they're, when, when they're so far down, they're not, you know, you support your local team, obviously. But mm. I know, I mean, I had no choice but to support the album, but 
you know, they were not really on the uh, on the radar back then. But so I should be a Sporting United fan then. Really. Yeah, 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 exactly. How far down do you and go? And I played with them as well. <laughs> so yeah, where, where do you go? Do you go to the local Sunday football in the park? Exactly. You know, where, how, how, how far do down do you go? Yeah. But I mean, it's getting to the point where you might might be socially unacceptable to to become a Worthing fan soon. Yeah, exactly, they've already exactly. escalated. Yeah, you could support the other Worthing team. Yeah, exactly. Going against the grain. Yeah, exactly. Well. Parker, you're, um, back to you then, in terms of um, where you are. You're Brightonian as well? Where yeah, I was uh, born here, but yeah. my, when I was quite young, my, my parents moved out to um, Shoreham and then Southwick. So I, grew, yeah. I grew up Southwick, Shoreham, over that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I now I live back over there. I, I live five ways to Brighton. Brilliant. Excellent. And you guys have devised this excellent fanzine, which I've come to know just from the last couple of episodes. I've got volumes four and five. It is, I, I think I understand, is a quarterly at the moment, or thereabouts? It comes out three times a season. Thirdly. I think no, no, probably not. Uh, periodical. <laughs> it's probably periodical. It's a periodical. Yeah. Yeah. Three times a season. Yeah, yeah three, three editions a season. So the latest one was, I think, was something like November, December was described as, wasn't it? So another one coming out relatively soon. Yeah, in uh, hopefully mid-March, working yeah. on it now. Um, <laughs> mid, mid to late March. Yeah. It depends on what, how the editor gets on with it. But uh, over there. <laughs> and the printer. <laughs> and, 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 and the printer. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. coming together at the minute uh, and looking pretty good. Excellent, brilliant. Um, so, I've got to ask, um, take it back to the beginning, how, how did it all start? What, what brought it on? What, what inspired you to do it in the first place? And how did it uh, transpire once you did conceive of it? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I've, always, I've always liked fanzines. Uh, yeah. I used to write for Seagull's Love Review. So, so, ah, so, right. Yeah, so that's... So you know, that, yeah, uh, Stefan and... Yeah, yeah, a little project. bit, yeah. I, I started writing for them back, back to, towards the back end of, of, their, mm. of their sort of five-year reign, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've always, I've always loved fanzines, um, yeah. and I guess in you know in, in that time we had in sort of lockdown periods, it was, it was a time to, to yeah to, to have a think about what to do, and I thought maybe maybe start starting a fanzine was a good idea. I mean, we've always said since since the TSLR went away, we've basically always been like, oh, I wish there was a fanzine. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, I mean, you started one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have been hoping they might restart it, but you know, maybe yeah. When, so, when sometimes you got to what, step into the breach. When do they wind it down? Just remember, I can't really like remember. 16, 17, maybe. I think 16, 17. They had, they had a long run because they were going at Wibdeen, weren't they? Five years. I think, think it's longer than that. Was it? So, so they were definitely around at Wibdeen. Yeah, so it's um, about a three or slightly more than three year hiatus in general for Albion fans and stuff. I think it was maybe a bit longer. Longer than yeah, that. It feels more like about six, seven years. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's. This is the thing, isn't it? It's, it's a long-running thing. It came into fruition a long time ago. Yeah. They had probably a different purpose, in a sense, didn't they, back then? Because there was yeah, a lot yeah. more kind of political, kind of fans v. clubs type scenarios going on, certainly for most um, at that stage. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know... Well, pre-internet, obviously. I mean, they came into prominence in, in a time before the internet and a time when, you know, to, to understand what was happening, it would be, about, it would be mm. chatting to people in the pub or, or the person on the terrace next to you, you know, and yeah. much like this. Much like this. Well, there you go. Well, that's yeah. it. But then you don't need a fanzine anymore because this will be out. This will be out. Yeah. You know, you've got Twitter. You've got a podcast. 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 you have it's kind of longer form stuff, isn't it? To yeah, degree. exactly you that. So that's that's yeah. sort of that's where we think dogma fits yeah. into the. There's so much fan content, and it's you know, most of it's great, and lots of people doing lots of stuff, DIY stuff, which is really cool. Um, 
but I, and I suppose the, day, the days of you know people buying a, a, a fanzine for a couple of quid outside the ground and reading it on the train home, I, I'm not sure that really works anymore. Um, but but dogma, it, it comes with a post. Um, it's long form articles. It, it, it's things that isn't that isn't time sensitive. Um, it's quite it's quite reflective. Um, you know, we, 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 can, we can do lovely things with the artwork. Um, That's the three season thing as well, isn't it? This, um, you know, it's sort of a broad view of the yeah. broad, broad view of things rather than a thing that's like, you know every month. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that works well because you you can take your time over it, just focus on the quality rather than just trying to be under too much pressure to produce yeah. more content than probably is necessary. But with three or three or four a month, something like that would be, I think, enough for people to really kind of they've got a bit of a it takes a bit of a hunger for the next one, yeah. and then they've got something to get their teeth into when it comes through the post. Yeah, um, and that is that is predominantly the way. People will receive this fanzine generally. You don't sell it outside the ground. Or no, like we, that. well, it's all subscription. Isn't it's it? also not really built for that, is it? No, it's not. It in terms exactly. of physically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got a it's got a flat spine. I'm a sucker for a flat spine, yeah, a proper yeah, spine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's that's, that's true. yeah. And it's, James is, and 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 it's numbered as well, obviously, on that spine. Yes. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, short of having some kind of message that gradually builds up over time, I don't think you could have had any more there. Oh, like um, the programs, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, no, I would probably say something like "fuck Palace" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over time. And people, people, would work, so. people would work, probably work it out after about four or five letters. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's a bit like catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gradually yeah. on, on failed the, the yeah. message. Yeah. But no, I do like that. I mean, the, the type of subject matter that's being covered in this um, fanzine is. Variable, would you say, and, and uh, it's all it's all centered around obviously the Albion, uh, around football culture in general, would you say, and around Albion football culture in particular? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we are submissions based, yeah. So it's what comes in, but we have a quite a strict editorial guideline and tone the stuff that we will and we won't publish. Yeah. I think speaking to what you guys were mentioning earlier about it being long form, it being more reflective, the certain things that work, certain things don't. I think. Also, in what we were saying about the output for the internet covering a lot of um, stuff that maybe would have been in fanzines historically, I think likewise with us, I feel like fan culture, and obviously Brighton fan culture, is quite underrepresented in in those outputs. Um, Endless stuff about players and transfers and all that bullshit, really. Um, But I think what's what's quite significantly underrepresented is, is, is lived experience mm. and fan experience and now as well yes not a retrospective exercise all the time something that that, that yeah captures what it feels like or what it is like to be to be a Brighton fan right now so what I also like is are you, um, I'm part of you said about um, kind of doing things I can't remember what you said something artsy but um, it is artsy in a good way there's kind of some pretty cool photography kind of capturing some abstract shots you know a shot for Seagull against half of the, the stadium roof or yeah. something like that or, or kind of just under underpasses kind of just, just showing the kind of the Brighton culture in yeah, general yeah I mean it's a, you know it's, uh, it's El Capitan of course on the wall yeah for sure yeah yeah I mean it's, it's I suppose you could say it's about the football but not really about the football in, in many ways and it is, it is that is the, the kind of cultural stuff yeah. that that that, that, that we find really interesting, uh, and, and 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 we think well, you know makes make, makes for makes for a better fancy really, rather than kind of like player profiles or, or that sort of stuff. As James is saying, yeah, excellent. We should mention honourable mention too. There was the North Stand Collective do one, don't they, as well? Yeah. So yes, so they do, yeah. Just for you know, to, to frame it, there's yeah. two fanzines. I think that's it at the moment. Yeah, well, after, as far after as I'm aware, yeah, right? after that seven year break, yeah, there's now mm. two. So yeah, yeah, yeah so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something for other yeah, people. I saw it on the wire upstairs actually. Yeah, yeah. So I still got one up there. 
Is that still the first issue of that? Or is there another one? Uh, the second okay. one's coming out quite soon. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that. Those meant yeah. to be coming out. Well, I, I know that because I've got a piece in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I do think that one's probably more fanzine, fanzine in the, in the way you describe yeah. back pocket, kind of that. Well, the collect- thing, collective perhaps. voice. Yeah, collective voice. I mean, it, it's good writing still. Yeah, for sure. It's collective voice. Is it's, it's like the, the house journal of the NSK. Mm. So it's 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 their members, that, you know, talking about about their stuff, which, yeah. which is which is great. Mm. So 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 I think we coexist quite nicely. We're not, you know, we're we're, we're chummy with them. So um, you right. know, and, and and there's like. You know, people that write for both and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think there's a place for both. Yeah, I think it's a companion piece, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those that want to expand beyond just one. Yeah. However, I, I certainly would recommend Dogma. In terms of, if we want to get hold of it, just um, if you could tell us, how do they go about that? So I've already got it, so I, I already know, but for the benefit of the listeners. Oh, uh, well, dogmabrighton.com. You, uh, you, you go on there, you subscribe. Easy. I mean, uh, subscriptions are finished for the season now, but hmm. for next season you can subscribe. Yeah. Um, and you can, at the moment, you can pre-order issue six, which is um, coming soon. Um, so, yeah, which, but subscriptions are a lifeblood of the, of, the, of the thing for us, the way we're doing it. We need people to subscribe to keep it going. Um, so, yes, if people like the sound of it, if people like the look of it, yeah, that's right. what you do. And yeah. what, what sort of costs are involved, just so people know? Uh, I think it's about 12, 13 quid for four issues this this season. Yeah. Um, so it's for, and it's, I think we're charging about four quid for an individual issue, yeah. um, including postage. So could, can people get like individual issues, say if they wanted to get this, the, the other one for this season? We've only got another issue. There's a few of issue, issue four still, yeah. still yeah. left, but the issue five's gone. Um, oh, okay. And issue six will, I mean... Yeah, because it's because it's such a high quality thing to produce. We have to be particular with our print numbers yeah. and, and costs. So, yeah. uh, just to reiterate, the best best way to get it is to subscribe. Um, at this point, sure. where we're speaking now, last season um, is not available, but next season will be soon, and that's 100 percent the best way to get it. And probably good to sign up early, so you, you <sighs> definitely the, the yeah, more yeah, information we, you we have, we know, the better. Yeah, that's for that reason. Yeah, that, I mean that's also why the subscription model is quite important for us because because people. Yeah, they're, 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 there's no slack so if we you know if, if everything we print mm. is, is you know prescriptions and pre-sales it means that there's, there's no wasted print yeah. so all the money that comes in we can we can we can load up the, the edition with as much stuff as we possibly can yeah. so there's, there's, no, there's nothing wasted yeah absolutely great way to be brilliant so and that, that website again I mean Rich you were giving uh, dogmabrighton.com dogmabrighton.com <laughs> easy it's an easy one to remember guys yeah right also okay. Twitter Instagram <laughs> dogmabrighton well yeah. I really really love the Rich um, has got a TikTok Rich <laughs> does dances to, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, to that's, the Misuma song oh yeah. you've got to send me that link he's got he's got one to the lamp, new Lampy song I believe that he's going to that segues nicely to what I was going to talk about next which is the current time I mean it's quite nice actually talking about fan culture and talking about songs there's been a little bit of a frustrating kind of like um, dearth of good songs yeah, until recently yeah it's been a bugbear of mine for a while there's no yeah, one there's really, player songs for, and we've for been, years we've been singing songs faster than ever yeah. and we've yeah. kind of we've lost some of the, the best songs when people like Bruno have retired the or clapping and the yeah. clapping is too clapping. quick isn't it yeah. however we have at least had a sudden spurt if that's the right yeah. to use of new, of new songs coming yeah, out and um, we finally got something from Moda, followed by Lamptey as well, of course, now. McAllister. And McAllister, yeah. yeah. Still, McAllister I still need to catch that, yeah. Feel free to sing it if you want. I don't actually know the words. I only know the, the, the first bit. I don't know all it's the words. It's the culture club thing, isn't it? When you're down in that pub at about... I'm not sure we had it at Watford in there. Yeah, it's Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I only know the Ali McAllister bit. 
I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> so it's a bit of a, you know, I'm hoping to hear that today. We might figure out the words. Yeah. Great, good, good. Yeah. But whoever came up with that one and the Lanty one, those are really good. Yeah. And today, as we speak, being, of course, the game against Burnley, we've all managed to make it down here, despite um, the weather, with Hurricane Eunice, and we've had, um, well, Storm Eunice, sorry, I've slightly exaggerated it. Um, <laughs> well, why not? We're prone to exaggeration, aren't we, the football fans? Um, and, um, you know, with the train issues. But we're all here, we've got down here ready doors, and plenty of time to spare before the game kicks off at the unusual time of three o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Bernie, our old friends, and yep. we always get frustrated. By. We managed to crack that nut away from home at the beginning of this season, coming from behind to do so. Do you reckon we could do the double over them um, to fit with the Watford and Brentford kind of pattern? Um, I do, but could we get another round of drinks before we move on to that? <laughs> yeah, you can, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about Is that. that right? We will pause, we will pause there. Right, so yeah, we just had a little bit of a beer break, just uh, restored ourselves to uh, <laughs> to necessary levels. Um, so we were just um, coming onto the subject of today's game, Burnley, the rarity of a three o'clock kickoff again. Mm. Was this three, three, two, three two weeks in a row? Yeah. And, and next week, and well, next so week, will be three in a row. Yeah, the, ha- the perfect hat trick. That's what you are spoiling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't want to have Burnley on TV, do No, no, nobody <laughs> wants that. To be fair, yeah. Uh, but in terms of today's game, I mean. We got the result earlier in the season. We've done a couple of doubles this season. Can we do the double over Burnley is the question. There's a couple of factors obviously mitigating here. Dunk's been suspended. Uh, I'm not going to go into another rant, but I think that was outrageous. Yeah, anyway. I, heard, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard you um, on the other day. <laughs> uh, it wasn't, wasn't clear and obvious. Anyway, but... Um, no, it's bullshit. It's, it's it bullshit. It's, it's, it's essentially Total what we're saying. Yeah. Bullshit yeah. and obvious. Um, however, he is going to serve a one-match ban. Yeah, and obvious bullshit. I don't know. I haven't read actually any of the news this week, which is shameful lack of research. I don't know if um, Webster's okay. In terms of he, was, he felt a brawl in apparently during the game. Uh, they um, said, well, I saw, I did, uh, Duffy and Veltman would be fine. Yeah, it's a Duffy kind of game anyway. Yeah, Duffy, really. Duffy I mean, gets burned, he's going to love that. Yeah, yeah, swirling wind, massive bloke, defending loads of set pieces, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we going to weather, on that pun, are we going to weather the storm and, um, and actually get the result here? Because I, I feel we will. I've, I've actually got a funny feeling. We're going to win this one easily. Um, it does depend on That'd an early nice. goal. Yeah. That, that That'd depend. be nice. I mean, we, we don't often win games easily, do we? No. Well, that's, that's the problem, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? And like exactly. you, I mean, although this has been a sort of season of things we don't normally do coming together, like much yeah. like winning at Burnley earlier in the season. Yeah. So, so, you know, so you think at some stage that that, that dam is going to burst and someone's going to pick up some sort of hiding. Although, you know, it just doesn't really happen in the Premier League that much, does it? Um, I, 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 we, I mean, we're the draw kings, aren't we? And I think Burnley... Are they like second or third yeah, on that list? Not far behind us either in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. You yeah know. But we do win some, which is why why they're bottom and we're ninth or whatever. Yeah. Good so point. you know. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> exactly. Don't bring logic into it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting very lonely at ninth, aren't we? It seems like people are leaving us behind in either direction. Yeah. For miles at the moment. I think we're guaranteed. Well, I think a win today, we might still be outside shot of Europe. <laughs> Burnley got into Europe. We could get. Yeah, into it. I mean, exactly. I mean, there's a there's a there's a Europe conference or whatever it's called. It's, like it's Burnley. Burnley, in Europe. Burnley, Burnley. This is the most Burnley. This is the Burnley way. This is where, where they, when they when they got into Europe. You know, it's already, but they they drew Aberdeen, didn't they? In, in, their, in their first game, it's the most Burnley thing possible. Aberdeen away. They love that. On a yeah. swirly autumn night, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Sean Dyche uh, so, uh, definitely seems like the kind that favours the blue passport. Uh, yeah, yeah. I cannot substantiate this, of course, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so does everyone else in Burnley, I'm yeah. sure. But anyway, well, that's a, that's a whole different story. or nearly, nearly everyone else in Burnley, probably. Yeah. 
there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think an early goal would help my theory of getting a, an easy win. If we don't get an early goal, it's going to be a tighter affair, of course. Yeah, yeah. We, we are prone to a late goal as well as a equaliser. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, why not? I think so. They they look in a long way, but I think they've used one of the games in hand up. They're still not getting results. No. Um, they've got the new signing in and. You know, he's, he looks kind of fairly is lively. He, is he fit, or is he in? Is he, he, there, was he still, there was a thing about him maybe being injured, wasn't there? But like, yeah. he's, he's just a big, yeah. a big guy up front. And like yeah. we were saying, I think Duffy would would like to play against him. Yeah, you know. So, so I'm not too worried about that. And I, I, I see us with a win here. Anyone fancy anything other than a win? What are we saying? What are we saying? <laughs> I mean, if you say a draw every game, you're going to be right more than you're wrong, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. We're still going for that record, of course. Yeah. yeah. What is it? 12, <laughs> 12 and we need 17 to get the new record for numbers of draws in the Premier League yeah. season. But um, yeah, they should. I mean, they should have too much. I mean, you know, the the, the, the two wing backs of absolutely fabulous, aren't they? I mean, you know, Lampton could grow Could grow This is a dream combination. Up. I mean, there's little better in the Premier League. I, yeah. I, I would argue. Um, Yakamoda m- must be. I don't know what he's done not to score, but uh-huh. he, he, he's so overdue a goal. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Well back up front today. I think he'd. Uh, yeah, he'd I reckon it's a game for him actually. Yeah, your, your classic centre forward type. Yeah, role isn't it? Yeah, yeah it a bit. that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, the, the problem with but when you play Burnley is that they, they're, they're such a horrible team to play against. They kill the game, yeah. feigning into the you know the whole yeah, the whole shoot. I know, I know that's that's you know they like to pretend that they're the opposite of that, but it's absolute horseshit. Um, <laughs> so, so it, you know, it, it, uh, previous home games after about ten minutes, you're starting to get really frustrated because they about the early goal, I guess. Yeah, because of their approach to the game. So it's it's, it's, get, it's getting through that, isn't it? And, and, and keep trying to do what, what, what we want to do, and, yeah. and, and maybe it's going to be another late goal that, that, that settles it. Maybe, maybe we have to be quite patient. And we just have to be careful of the soccer punch. I mean, we've got the, is it Cornet, the guy Cornet, who yeah. looks like he could produce something out of nothing, and that is a slight worry. Because on any given day, at any given moment, randomly, once a season, even that can happen. We do have tendency to go one nil down to shit teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> at least we did work that one round last time we played this very, very same. Yeah, well, yeah. I say. yeah, yeah. But we'll see. And um, and back over to you, James. Any any further thoughts on that as well? In terms of the game, how, how are you feeling about it? Uh, conscious of the fact this is going to go out after the game, but uh, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, this is all the, this is the beauty. It's definitely a mug's game it's trying to predict anything, and I'm not a gambling man, but um, I don't know. We'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> up the Albion. Um, <laughs> Do you have a 4 0? Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> 4 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't worry about we'll, we'll see. The, the, this is the beauty of it I get this wrong nearly every single week and I just, just go through the pain of actually recording that and then yeah. after the game <laughs> but it's already painfully wrong the usual pre-match bullshit is not recorded <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair I, I'll keep it in there I won't edit myself out which I could have done if you've got it right most weeks you could be a very rich man exactly or yes. take Mike Lawrence's job yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you just well, he gets it right all the time, doesn't he? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Describing that as a job is uh, hilarious. We've, we've said it before, uh, I'll probably say it again actually. We had him on the show uh, quite a while ago. Mark Lawrenson. We had him on, yeah, yeah, and he no, was, right. was great. It was brilliant, really good value. And, and we, did, we did flag up that, that issue of him always predicting us to lose. And I think someone brought up a graphic where 
uh, based on his predictions week to week over the season, we go down with 12 points or something. <laughs> so, you know, he was wildly off the mark. And since then, he seems to have um, been a little bit more favourable. No, you called him and out. I, I'm yeah. claiming. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. Anyway, let's hope for the best, guys. It is a match day special. I'm going to get the views of a few others later. But can I thank you guys once again for joining us? James, Rich, and Parker, yeah. it's been a pleasure to have you on. We'll maybe get you on again at some point in the future. Yep. One more time as well regarding the fanzine. The next one's out around about March time, we think. Is that right? Uh, March, March or early April. March, is that right? No, end of March, probably. End of March. End of March. There you go. End of March. End of March, yeah. March yeah. So you can, you can, we've committed to. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So the, 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 the pre-sale is open, so yeah. you can order the net, and we, the, the subscription for next year will be will be live yeah. fairly soon, but the focus is on issue yeah. six at the moment, which is what, which Brilliant. Is what people can order. And it's really good. I recommend subscribing, really, because it's, uh, it's worth getting it, definitely. And it comes through your door. Yes. Not so far out than that, can you? Excellent. Yeah. Cheers, guys, and, um, well, let's fingers crossed for today, eh? Cheers, 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 cheers. So there we go. That's the Dogger guys. Pleasure to have them join us. And now I've been joined by a legend on Twitter, I think you could, you could call him. It is Mr. John Bradshaw, known to many as the Brighton Bard. Welcome, John. Hello, Russ. Thank you for having me on this uh, cold, blustery day. <laughs> It is a bit horrible, isn't it? Yeah, Can you yeah. tell everyone where we're sitting? Yeah, we're sitting outside on the, um, sort of, I presume this is the smoking terrace at the uh, Caxton Arms, the wonderful Caxton Arms, um, on what is, how can I even describe as disgusting? <laughs> what I say, the worst, <laughs> worst day of weather since yesterday. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully this is wind protected enough that you can hear us so, okay, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we've, we've had you on before, I think it was a few months ago now actually, time's... Yeah, I think it's a lot longer than yeah. that, you were good enough, I, I started the account in uh, August 2019 and I think within six months I was, you, you were the first person ever to ask me to, interested in what I do Russ, so you have a special place in my heart. Oh, I great. Yeah, I think it was longer than, ago than you think. Oh really? Yeah, right. I think it was early, early twenty, early twenty twenty. I think. Oh really? Oh, pleased to hear that. That's great. I'm swooning now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but Brit, but we haven't met face to face until haven't. this very day. You are for anyone that doesn't know who you are. You are uh, a Hove expat now living in Oklahoma, states in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma the state um, of Oklahoma. Yeah. And it's uh, Tulsa, isn't it? That's right. Don't yeah, yeah. Famed, of course, for the song. Yes. That name. yes. Most people of a certain age will will know yeah. that um, a state that is. If you put a pin in the middle of America, went down a bit, went left a bit. Yeah. Um, it is. It sits between Texas to the south yeah. and uh, Kansas to the north. Yeah. Um, much of it is taken up by the Great Plains, so it's a very uh, interesting place, and it's uh, got Route 66 running right across it, uh, yeah. which is where my wife and I live. Brilliant! It looks beautiful from photos you put on Twitter and elsewhere. It's, it looks, looks absolutely terrific. I've only been to the states once, New Orleans, January, just before the lockdown. Little did we know what was coming January 2020, but um, that was a great, great trip. Enjoyed it. Lovely people, and I hope to go back. I might have to swim that way at some point. Well, a lot of our weather comes from down there. You, it's a very strange. Um, in, in, in the pub just now, chatting to a few people I've not met before, um, similar to you, and talking about the weather over in Oklahoma, and uh, it's very interesting because it comes down from the Gulf of Mexico. You know, you mentioned the New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. You either get something coming up from the south to, to, to warm, us, warm us up. And on Monday, for example, it's 24 degrees. Yeah. Or you get um, 
the jet stream coming from a bit, going a bit further south, and you get Canadian and you know yeah. air coming down. And I think on Wednesday next week it's minus six. So and you're just saying off air, you had a very quick journey. Yes, due yeah. to the uh, yeah. I didn't realise at the time, but with, with hindsight, I realised that the uh, record-breaking for me yeah. flight time from Dallas to Heathrow the other day. I flew in overnight on Monday stroke, stroke Tuesday. Yeah. was seven hours fifty-nine. Now. Yeah. It's taken well over an hour more than that in the past. Whoa. And the captain said, we have 200 miles an hour uh, tailwind. We're not, we were half an hour delayed, Russ, not because we needed to be delayed, but we would have been at Heathrow too early, and we would have been ahead of the curfew at 6 o'clock, so they had to wait. So it was nice. It was nice not to, uh, yeah, it was nice to be pushed Push back, uh, yeah. push back to the UK. So. Trials and tribulations for commuting to a game from the States. Eh? How, how long are you over here for? Is it just to catch this one match and um, a few days? I'm actually, well, I'm actually on the way to Hungary. That, that's um, yeah. work. Work takes me to Budapest next week. Um, but I looked at the fixture list. I nearly stayed for the Villa game next week, but um, it would have meant getting up early on a Sunday because I need to fly on the Sunday a week tomorrow. So um, I just decided to t- take one in, um, yep. and obviously I knew the storm was coming. So I decided to come and experience the, the most incredible storm in 30 years. But no, uh, it, it, I'm actually not here. I'm seeing my family. I'm, I'm going to a game, but I'm actually on the way to Hungary for work. Uh, ultimately. And where are you going to be for this match, Burnley? Where, which which stand are you in? Well, I've got to give a shout out to Ingram Loser, who's um, Loser, who's who's a Californian-based Brighton fan. Yep. Many oh, would have yeah. seen him on Twitter. Come over, lovely guy. I'm, li- I'm in his seat. I don't know exactly where his seat is, but it's in West uh, Lower. So um, well, not he- far from my season tickets used to be in West Lower. So I think I've been a f- rather familiar outlook. So I've, I've heard of Ingram. I've seen him on, on social media. He, you, so has he got season tickets then? Yes. My God, that's mad. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't come over that often. Yeah. Um, but and I, you know, I know there's been a lot on social media about the policy, but I had to join Albion Plus yeah, for him to pass over. But it was £18, because I think it was only half a yeah. season left, so it was only £18. And uh, he can just pass it over to me. So I'll, I'll be I'll, honestly, I'll be comfortable once I'm in because I'm not quite sure how it works. But I've yeah. got it on my in my Apple wallet, so I You'll think it's there. I think I'll be all right. Yeah, excellent. I think, I think I'll be good. Well, look forward to the game. We'll see how it goes. What do you think? What, what do you think? Yeah. I've, well, I've, I've got the theory here that I think if we can get the early goal, I know this sounds a bit of a cliche saying this sort of thing, but if we get the early goal in this game. I actually think we could win this quite easily. Now, everything about today suggests otherwise, doesn't it? Look at this weather. This is Burnley weather, isn't it? Yeah. Swirling wind, rain, um, all sorts of travel chaos. It just feels like a disruptive day I as a football, which agree. is exactly what Burnley like. We've got dumped out. We may have Webster out. We haven't got the team news as we speak. Um, but he, he kind of pulled up, I think, with some sort of groin issue at one point during the last game. So he might actually also be, be out of it. And... Um, I'm going to go for a man three 0 but while, just while I say that, I don't know if I'm the person who's just been hurling. Well, what can I say? Uh, I think visual <laughs> abuse of us in the background has wandered by. Aidy from the Albion Roar. Hello. We are recording uh, very quickly. Aidy, your views on the game? Are you with me on a three 0 win in Burnley style conditions? Um, we're, play, we're playing Burnley, and as I said on the last show. Um, <laughs> Yes, I should leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we hope for the best, um, and it is going to be very horrible, wet, blustery yeah. uh, conditions. And uh, we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? We're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna sucker them to death with uh, death by a thousand passes in the wind and rain. Brilliant. And Veghorst uh, will be his head will be towering above <laughs> like uh, Leo Ajoa's penalty. 
still somewhere in orbit. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> well, listen, stick around. We'll have a beer later on, I'm sure. Um, you're on your way to the toilet, I'm guessing. No, I'm on the way to the bar. Oh, on the way to the bar. Even better. <laughs> we'll leave you to it. So, yeah, that was AD from the, uh, from the uh, Albion Raw. It's a podcast yesterday here, you know. The other thing <laughs> you, did, you didn't mention, which I'm sure you know, most people yeah. listening to this, I, I guess, will be relatively aware, is, is you mentioned travel chaos. There's literally no trains from the north coming south so this the, and I this is affecting me the reason I know it is I, I had to look it up in terms of getting to Gatwick to fly to Hungary I've never known anything like it for nine days yeah. the line between Three Bridges and Brighton is, is just there's nothing going up and down so it's going to be I think it's going to affect the uh the attendance, I would have thought, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, including the Burnley fans. I know they've not taken the full take out. I think they gave one section back. Right. Which well, is not uncommon, but I'd, I'd imagine even those who are intending to come might have a problem. And for Albion fans as well. Yeah. We've got a number of fans in London and elsewhere across the Midlands. Yeah. And in the north, in some cases, people that travel down. It's, it's going to be a nightmare, isn't it? Well, Burnley were going to fly, obviously, and yeah. um, they drove, they, they coached it, so that wouldn't have been, yeah. a, that would have been, I mean, that might be in our favourite. Six six hours, do you think? Yeah. Five, six hours? Is it a flight get cancelled or something? Uh, yes. And then, I, I was talking surprise, to... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> rather embarrassing the 24 hours ago or a bit more than that, I was in the Caxton where we are now, and looking at Twitter, and at that point, they... Um, the, the flight definitely was cancelled, but I assume they were on the way by then. They won't have driven down this morning. But that might be in our favour a little bit. I mean, a six-hour journey in the, mm. on the motorway, not much fun. Because no. these days, I think pretty much even in, in England, everyone flies pretty much everywhere, don't they? And because of the, because of the public transport issues, the roads are likely to be worse as well. Yeah, true. This game could end up starting late, who knows? <laughs> Anyway, it's pretty freezing out here, so we'll probably wrap it up very soon. Yeah. Firstly, just brilliant to see you again. This is superb. Um, I'm going to great. My food's arrived, apparently, so I'll have to go in a bit. But uh, very quickly, I want to do a shout-out to Smudge, who we've just both yes. randomly bumped into yes. in the pub when we met up at the bar. Um, so, hello to Smudge, and enjoy, I hope you've enjoyed the game. Well, it's only you listen to this back. <laughs> but, John, it's been a pleasure. We'll get you on the pod again, zoom in from the States, I'm sure, in, in the future. Uh, might see you after the game, who knows what's happening. But in the meantime, uh, fingers crossed for today. And have you got a score? 2-0. 2-0 to us. 2-0. I think it would be one of those games that 2-0 doesn't do us justice, but we'll get one early, hang back, weather the storm. Yeah. And then get one last, last stressfully game. late. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll take that right now. To be honest. Anyway, thanks absolutely. for joining us, John. Cheers. Cheers. And we just realised we didn't do the poem that you were going to uh, finish with. Actually, so back to John. Well, I told you. I, I did tell uh, Ross that I hadn't got one, but in bed this morning I wrote because I don't like coming on being. It's a big honour to be asked to do something like this. So oh. I will wanted to do something in, in return. Honestly, great. So here we go. It. Congrats, congrats to the Brighton Rock Pod. 200 episodes and counting. Kick off just a few hours away. In this pub, at least, the tension is mounting. Today, it's Burnley at the Amex. Three more points would be a treat. So check out next week's pod for a match review with the dynamic duo. That is Russ and Pete. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks again, John. Cheers. All the best. Cheers, Russ. Right, Ian. Wet wind sweat, walking up to the ground... You just described the weather as a bit perky. It's a bit perky today, Russ, I'm telling you. <laughs> Are we going to win, though? Yes, we're going to win 2 0 today. 2 0, that's a popular one, actually. Yeah, I'll go with that. Sounds alright to me. And, um, where's John gone? Yeah. There he is. John, you have brandishing a bottle, if you don't want to take that into the ground, that's all I can say. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
bottle top, that's okay. He hasn't got a lid. Refuse on the game, we're going to win. I'm not I'm not familiar with this concept. Yeah, I don't know, it's just... It's, it's Burnley, yeah. Burnley weather, isn't it? Well, we're picking it up. Let's hope I'm, it's all for nothing and it's going to be actually a nice, comfortable night. We'll see, we'll see. Not a comfortable night, anyway. No, definitely not. This is horrendous. And now we are finally in the dry and the warm. Uh, West Upper, of course, as usual. Still with John, who we spoke to just now. But also now rejoined by Duncan. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> and thoughts on today? The weather, first of all. Uh, the weather's absolutely atrocious, although it is forecast to uh, stop raining at about 3.30 or so. Uh, the wind's still going to be really gusty, so that might come into a factor. Uh, it's kind of 30 miles an hour, gusting 40 or 50, so that could be an error. But I just think that... I, I, I reckon it's a draw. I oh, think it's no. a nil-nil. No! <laughs> yeah, or a 1-1. One, one. I, you know... I, Burnley have, Burnley have drawn uh, three out of their last four games. Yeah. They are also draw specialists. They are draw specialists. They're also very well. They're on a great run of form. And, you know, football cliches, they're set up well. Sean Dice is no mug, is he? You know, defensively, you know, you've got Pope, who's um, not a bad keeper at all. Yeah. You've got Tarkovsky and me. Yeah. Um, Hope's been man of the match against us before. Yeah. And they do stifle us. They bore us into submission, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. very, very good defensively. And they, they've they been scoring the odd goal as well, Rodriguez. Uh, you know, potentially he could pop up, that bastard. You bloody better be wrong about this. <laughs> this will <laughs> well, ruin my... It's too much. Oh, God, no. <laughs> what we should have done, we should have... We didn't see Alan before the game. Right. Alan predicted we lose at Spurs. I don't think he mentioned the score. But he did predict a 2-0 win at Watford. Yeah. So I was hoping to speak to him and for him to be predicting a win. But yeah. we didn't get the, the benefit or the luxury of that. So He's um, in the north, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Because so. I met him at the Stranglers gig on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, so he's he's in the he's in the north. Um, so maybe if we've got time, yeah. we'll go and see him off that. So were you, were you walking on the beaches, looking at the peaches? Then after the it, game, it was a little bit shitty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe do a half timer. If not, we'll catch up at full time. Yeah. Up the Albion. Right, half time. And it's going really well, isn't it, Shibo? We're two 0 down at home to fucking Burnley. Describe. Um, I can't really describe it, Russ, but I reckon we're going to sort it out half-time. We're going to come back and get a point out of this one. It's going to be 2 all. It's not often we don't turn up, but we have not turned up at all first half. But let Potter do his magic, believe in the team, and whatever happens today, keep fighting. Yeah, well said. Well, we'll see if we can... Oh, let's hope so. Listen, we like, we like a comeback. We've come back against Burnley in the previous game, albeit not from one uh, from 2 all down. However, we do like to get goals, late goals. If we can get a goal early-ish in this half, then I fancy it certainly for the draw with a late goal to equalise. But we're going to have to we're going to have to come out fighting in this, aren't we? Duncan, you, you predicted a tough game, a little bit tougher than you thought. Yeah, well, was much tougher. Um, credit to Burnley; they played very well. We've been rubbish. Um, I think it's going to be. Um, but just like I was saying. Um, we're a side that doesn't give up. I think we will get a, a bollocking or an emotional uh, sort of uh, uh, coaching by Potter at half-time. We'll come out, I think, yeah, like you're saying, get an early goal, 
them and then we'll be emboldened the uh, crowd will get behind everyone and then uh, hopefully we can get a second and get the draw that I predicted yeah. well, <laughs> well let's hope so I mean as we're saying off air just now shambolic from us we've been terrible but barely able to string a series of passes together the one or two times we've done it it's come to nothing except one or two moments where we had uh, Lalana got in and had a header just wide yeah. really probably should have done better it probably was very close to be fair and if he, if he gets it on target a little bit too central and the goalie saves it you'll say oh it's a good effort but actually it's no better than slightly wide is it so maybe that wasn't so bad uh, we did have a possible penalty claim near the end which you missed because you were getting these drinks that we're having uh, but, <laughs> but Shibo you saw it you said it's a bit of a tug probably not a massively clear blatant one but yeah I think if it's given it doesn't, doesn't get overturned if it's not given it doesn't get given by VAR it's one of those that's a bit sort of 50-50 but it definitely looked like he he tugged him back, but I am clutching at straws because we've been so shite. <laughs> Indeed. And the controversial big man got the first goal for them, Veghorst, and then baited us with a celebration by the corner flag, where he did seem to injure himself, which is quite funny. Um, he was still carrying that injury through most of the half. We'll see if he re-emerges. Either way around, the second goal looked like a pretty annoying deflection. Um, but again, we, we let them in too easily. They cut into us far too easily. It was a very frustrating situation, to be honest because uh, we didn't turn up and they actually to be fair to them did they played quite well in a Burnley sort of way they were organised fixed units but they came forward they were looking for looking for goals weren't they yeah yeah, yeah. Excellent. well let's hope for better in the second half well, well one final thing go on uh, it's not just the Albion that having a poor half. I've just had a steak and ale um, pie, and it was dripping molten uh, <laughs> everywhere. So normally you can eat um, Piglet's Pantry. Gorgeous. It tasted amazing, but just a little bit too liquid today. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so sorry, everyone's having a mad. So when we said we've got drinks, your drink was actually a pie. It was liquid molten <laughs> steak and ale. Yeah. Right, well we said they might we might be able to claw it back from half time. We were two 0 down. Alan is with me to discuss how that didn't quite happen. We ended up three 0 down. They had a fourth goal disallowed for offside and we probably couldn't have complained if that fourth goal had gone in really. Well we could on the basis of an offside, but in terms of their uh, margin of uh, of quality over ours we, they were not a stunning team but they they wanted it and we didn't we were terrible today weren't we uh, we're, we're absolutely awful Russell I mean I think we still have the capacity to play crap from time to time yeah. and uh, we were just like last second to the ball our passing was poor it was just very very disappointing today really, really uh, I don't feel I mean it's, it's weird it's uh, I don't feel that bad for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, I'm still very, very disappointed. We have one shot and goal. I've just looked at the statistics, which is very poor. And that was actually Duffy's kind of <laughs> speculative... Yeah, not, not a great shot. ...shot from somewhere, which was straight to Pope. It was terrible. Yeah. So... Uh, and we, had, we had a few shots fairly close over from range. Yeah. And that was it, really. Nothing that really troubled Pope. No, no, no. I think... Uh, I mean, I don't think... I've, I'm not even sure whether they actually announced the uh, man of the match. 
Well, I don't think there is one really from no. my point of view. So I, I can't remember I don't them actually making an announcement. So that that, <laughs> that just tells you everything. Yeah. I mean, you need to know. We started badly and, and carried on going as we as meant as we were meant to really there because we. Uh, I mean, they hit the bar uh, before they scored as well. Yeah, which I haven't mentioned yet. Um, so you know, right from the off, they were in our half for the first five or ten minutes. We didn't seem to get into theirs at all. No, and when we did, it was all misshapen. Uh, we looked devoid of confidence. There wasn't enough good link-up play. We, we just couldn't string passes together, really, could we? And I thought that Kukurea and Lamptey in the wide roles um, were getting into forward positions with a bit of space to run into, you know, defenders ahead of them, uh, players to take on. And they just looked really reticent to do so. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. some reason, it's, I don't know if it was based on something Potter had said in sort of filling up the game in the dressing rooms or whether it was a psychological notion they already had in their heads it almost felt as if they believed they weren't going to be able to to do anything if they ran forwards and if you'd taken them on open them up a bit at least would draw some defenders off make some spaces yeah. elsewhere maybe maybe start to open them up a bit more but they, they just didn't seem really on that did they and no. in the second half they were back to being more of a Burnley Burnley who simply just dug in, got dirty, got bitty and scrappy, doubled up on Ramsey at this stage and stifled us. Yeah. It's just really the, the quick interchange of passes we usually get when there's always, you know, a signature of their play this year has been the way we've always seemed to have a, a spare man all the time yeah. they can pass to, whereas this time there just didn't yeah. seem to be anybody spare to, uh, to receive the ball. Yeah. Um, it was interesting actually in the first half that Potter did actually make a change where he swapped uh, Duffy and Beltman. Yeah. And Beltman was kind of linking up a little bit better with Lanty. That seemed to kind of work. I thought, oh, this is interesting. But then that seemed to kind of fizzle out as well. That didn't seem to kind of... Yeah, that's right. The only other thing of note really for me was I thought Trossard did look a bit quite lively when he came on. Yes. Uh, Ferguson made another appearance as well off the bench but, but Trossard yeah I mean he, he, he started to make some things happen there was some link up play there's a couple of little patches patches of play where he was involved driving an attack with lots of quick little intricate interplay passes in their final third I would say around that area uh, didn't come to anything but at least you know he, he, he offered something he was about the only the only uh, ray of hope oh. <laughs> We were dreadful. One no, shot on time. I, I just, uh, I mean, the thing is, we got two managers this week and next week who you, you could, I can just see them, see them on the touchline. You had Deitch this week and obviously enjoyed it. Next week we've got Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. And I just do not want us to lose against the Stephen Gerrard no. side. But, uh, of course, that would be the first double inflicted on us this season if we were to lose that. Yeah. As we lost, I thought a bit unluckily. Uh, the game at Villa Park earlier this season I thought today's game was dreadful I hope it's a one-off um, we will at least have Dunk back next week um, I don't know about Webster but um, yeah the, the sooner we can put this behind us the better I really hope that we don't get into a slump of some sort here based on the fact that's now two defeats in a row 5-0 on aggregate over those two games um, ok thanks party to the bar yep. in the last game um, but overall we've got to we've got to dig ourselves out of that before it turns into a, a bit of a rush haven't we brought, brought us down to earth yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean we've had a good season haven't we, we oh, maybe it's not such a bad thing to have an no, no. occasional game like this yep. but I have to say I cannot stand this team I can't stand this club uh, as in the opposition not my own club the opposition I assume 
Yeah, yes. And, and, yes, exactly. Um, I can't stand them. I hate losing to them. They've, they've had a bit of a hex over us, and this has got to be the worst one of the lot. I do think they're going to go down based on just, just everything else around them as well as what they're doing, yeah, yeah. Uh, despite today's performance. Um, and if they do, good riddance, because apart from anything else, I find them objectionable. But on the other side, from a footballing point of view, they're an incredibly frustrating team. It's anti-football. I hate it. Yeah, and I I, I'd love to see them get out of the league. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a constant bane in our side. Isn't yeah. it? It's interesting that um, Ashley Barnes got some applause. From the, from he the did, yeah. Ro- but, Rodriguez uh, as well. I think it was applause. Was it applause? <laughs> Maybe yeah. not a pause. It was something. Yeah. He got a reaction, didn't he? <laughs> and I think I think uh, Dell Stevens was, was unfortunate that he kind of came on. He got up off the suspension uh, later on when we're, yeah. we were all he totally did. pissed off. So nobody wanted to applaud him at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, Alan, this wasn't the best day at the office, obviously. But no. we're on to the next one. We'll be back next week. And on to the next person to speak, actually. Raymond, the gent. Welcome, sir. Um, having a great day, lovely weather, good game of football. Well, I'm going to say good <laughs> afternoon, but I'm not it's going to not. because of bloody awful <laughs> afternoon, wasn't it? Uh, to say and, the least. I mean, rather sadly, it's uh, it, the Potter home form curse strikes yeah. again, yeah. Uh, threefold, because we were playing Burnley. But uh, the slightly worrying thing is that we've looked slightly impotent in the last two games yeah. in terms of up front. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again um, and I was going to say it now but the small squad syndrome not having that many defenders um, coming back to biters who went through and dunked both away for one reason or another yeah. uh, and it meant that the it was a sort of defence that never played together before yeah. um, I noticed that Potter started out with Veltman in the centre on the left and Duffy on the right and halfway through the first half, at which time we were down, and I think it might have been both go- two goals, but certainly one, he switched up in and dealt with Ryan. We yeah. looked better after that. But, uh, and he moved Lalana further forward, and McAllister back, gave us more physicality uh, in the centre of midfield. Which yeah. we lacked, but we, you know, we, we lacked uh, actual purpose and direction, uh, it seemed to me. In the second half, We've played much better, um, and other than a short spell after they scored their third goal, we've played with a lot more intensity, and actually, I suspect the possession stats will probably show that we dominated that half, possibly 60% uh, in that half, but we didn't really threaten very much. Um, we were only marginally better in that sense, weren't we? Yeah, and I th- but it was, it was better, and it was... Um, I don't know, it's, it's disappointing because there was that lack of sort of, I think, sort of cohesion. Yeah. Um, and you know, we haven't got, hadn't got burn either. So if you think of three of our sort of central defenders, potentially, who we had only a few weeks ago, weren't there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what where Potter goes from here, but we did look better when Trossard came on. There was suddenly a bit more invention. I felt up front in creativity. Yeah, um, yeah he livened it up a bit. It's difficult to pick any players out. I, I think it's a question of who played least bad. I thought Duffy had an OK yeah. game. Yeah. Um, took a, a yellow for the team. Uh, I thought McAllister uh, sort of came on to a game and, and was very involved. Lampsey, I thought, sadly, had his least effective game since yeah. he's come back. 
even Cucurella, you know, by his standards, um, I thought it you know, was poor at giving the ball away and passing. I mean, the, the physicality of Burnley, I think, got to us. But I think the conditions, yeah. possibly most of all... Well, we were saying this before the game, this is typical Burnley weather, isn't it? They'd love it. Yeah, and some. And, yeah. It was, and it was the first half where we sort of, in a sense, lost the game, yeah. which when the conditions were at their, their worst. Yeah. And we didn't seem to cope with playing with, with, with the wind. Yeah. And they seemed to play better yeah. against the wind. Yeah. Um, I mean, credit to Burnley. You know, they made the most of their opportunities. Yeah. But I have to bear in mind they had a goal disallowed. Yeah. Right the uh, and they hit the bar. So, um, I mean, I, I can't stand Bernie, but credit where it's due. As a team, they deserve the win because they wanted it more. They looked hungrier for it. They, they just seem to have a bit more desire and purpose about them. They're a bit, they were organised. They played quite adventurous first half and yet stayed very solid and organised. And that's what won the game. In the second half, they played typical Bernie tactics. They had four bookings. Uh, one of whom was subbed off, but the other, there were three others with bookings at the end of the game. They might have had one or two more. Lots of dirty tricks, time wasting. Oh, um, I mean, they went down. If, if a Brighton player got within about a foot of, yeah. of a Burnley player, he went down. It was like Tottenham all over again. Well, it, Tottenham were doing that. Tottenham over again, because we played quite well against Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, hopefully next week when we're playing a team in the same colours. Yeah. Uh, you know, we won't have the same conditions and we'll be able to play our football. Yeah. But uh, I was pleased to see Ferguson coming on. Yeah. It gave him some more experience. Not that he had a chance to get into the game, but I did feel that Potter Graham missed a trick when we were three goals down in not giving, uh, when he did the final substitution, not bringing on Roberts for Welbeck. Uh, or this for the first substitution when he brought on. Um, uh, I think it was March and Trossard. I wouldn't have brought March on. I think I would have brought Roberts on. Yeah. And I think I would have uh, given him some game time in the Premier League. Yeah. And then pushed Cucurella further forward. And I think just to give Roberts that experience when the match we were unlikely to get anything out of, yeah. he could have used it tactically for the future. Yeah. And. Uh, also, he simply needs game time. I mean, if we'd had an injury to one of the centre-backs, we would have had to have brought him on. And then now that gets faced with that situation, yeah. Yeah. You know, what's he going to do? Roberts, if he's playing in the Premier League, you know, yeah. won't be, he will be that much more confident. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was an opportunity missed. But, yeah, interesting, you know, uh, interesting point. Yeah. I think from that viewpoint, and... Uh, Let's just hope it was a, a major blip and uh, we get out of it. I mean, contrast to Tuesday's game against Man U, where for the first half we were the better team, for the first 16 minutes of the second half they were the better team, and for the remainder of the game we were the better team. This didn't look, almost didn't look like the same team. No, and we were very good at Watford. Uh, fairly good first half, fairly good, very good second half. Um, we carried it on against United, we didn't carry it on against Burnley. We need to get back to a, a better attitude and a better cohesion for the next game against Villa, which, of course, 
Clarendon Blue team coming down for another 3pm kickoff at Amex just next week. So deja vu. Let's hope not in the scoreline. Just to say, actually, one, one final thing for me, Raymond. Thanks for joining us. But I'm just going to say that um, I did predict a 3-0 win today. So I did get that right. Well, wrong score. Yeah, kind of. Team. Yeah, got the wrong team, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just, just talking about it, is it going to be a sort of bloody awful emphasis on the Fs um, uh, February, do you think? Are we just going to have a terrible February? Maybe the whole month there, maybe. we actually had a good January, and we quite often have a bad January. Yeah. Had it slipped to February this year. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe. We actually, other than the what, what could, yeah. you know, it, that Manchester United's gone again, because this has gone again. Well, let, let's hope not, Raymond. Anyway, on that note, I shall bid you farewell. Till the next Thank time. Thank you very much. And let's hope for better next week. Absolutely. So thanks to all the contributors on this episode, particularly to the Dogma guys, to Parker, to James and to Rich. Also to John Bradshaw, the Brighton Bard, who we made a first face-to-face meeting with and got a little bit of recording with him. Also to AD who popped on briefly and to all of the regular match day contributors who join me uh, in the pre, during and post-match. Unfortunately, not a happy day. And that team lineup, I mean, with Duffy and Veltman as the centre-back pairing, Duffy not that match sharp. We're missing our two best centre-backs in Dunk and Webster. Webster through injury, Dunk through, in my opinion, an absolutely outrageous red card decision, which has cost us one and a half games of football and may well have helped to cost us this game. Uh, no one really on their game, as we've talked about already with the others. Um, Essentially, we lost it in midfield. They passed right through us, really, and it was far, far too easy. A disappointing day all round. 3-0 is pretty much an embarrassing scoreline, to be honest, against a Burnley team who has not been on it this season. Sean Dyche, in his post-match interview, apparently saying that they have been playing like that, but without the finishing until uh, this match. But either way round, pretty disappointing. Um, Look at the stats. 69% possession to us. Um, 11 shots to their 10, but very tellingly, only one shot on target to their 4, or 5 if you include the offside, I think. Um, Obviously, their shooting was decent, and they got three goals from those four shots on target. We only had one shot on target. That's not good enough at home to anyone, let alone Burnley. Corners four each, and fouls 12 each. I think um, the latter of those stats is rather misleading, given how dirty Burnley were, particularly in the second half. But that's Burnley. That's what they do. That's what they are. Nothing surprising, nothing different or revelatory there, to be honest. The main thing is we must know how to negate it, and I don't think we've been able to do that at all in recent times. It's very disappointing, and it's very frustrating. Now, Burnley have a very good chance of going down this season. I don't know if they will end up doing so or not, but if they do, at least the one good thing with that, from our point of view, is we will have got rid of them, and we won't have to get them as our bogey team again, at least not for next season. So, fingers crossed on that one. But going back to the stats, um, one stat stood out a little bit. I think we didn't really create enough of the clear-cut chances that we would have liked in this game. One thing we did do, we got a few shots off-target, namely uh, six off-target and four others blocked, um, which was, well, far more off-target shots than Burnley had. Um, Within that realm, I think 
And we only have one booking to their four as well. But within those shots off target, I think pretty disappointing, actually, that we didn't get some of those on target. We had a shot from McAllister, which was apparently deflected off for a corner. Trossard had a shot from range. Lalana had that header, of course, which went wide. Um, we really needed to have got one or two of those on target to at least test the goalkeeper. So pretty disappointing all round. Um, in terms of like, big chances stats, there was only one actually in the game, according to Sofa score, which was for Burnley. Um, so two, two goals that weren't even big chances on paper. Shots inside the box, six each. Um, but really, I think, and only one goalkeeping save each. So really, not, not good enough, to be honest. We had far more passes, we had more possession, more, far more accuracy than theirs, 85% to their 63. Uh, but the point of it, Yes, really, you know, it's the quality of chance creation. We didn't have a good XG here. We didn't have a, a good um, run of attacking moves. We just really didn't get any incision in the game. And I think that, along, of course, with the scoreline, were the telling factors. Also, one other interesting stat. Yes, we had a lot of possession. Yes, we had a lot of pass completion. But possession lost um, is a key factor here. Burnley, 137. Ours, 147. We didn't hold on to the ball enough. That was the problem. And also in tackles as well. They have more tackles than us. These, these are the telling factors behind the game. What we could see with our own eyes was we simply weren't good enough. We weren't up for it enough. It was disappointing in general. So all we can do is, well, run, run a rule under it and um, move on to the next game against, as I said, Claret and Blue again. 3pm kickoff again, unusually again, um, at the Amex on Saturday. And until then, we just say, with a bit of disappointment, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.